Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in. It's another March to Match Day here at 92.9 The Game and Off the Woodwork. I'm Jason Longshore getting ready for Atlanta United and Nashville SC tonight at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You can listen, as always, on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app starting at 7 o'clock with the Five Stripes Countdown. You can also listen on the Atlanta United app. You can also listen tonight once the game starts on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. Just scroll down to the audio options and choose Home Team Radio. Okay, Atlanta United comes in after a 2-0 win on the road in Seattle. A very strong performance, a great start. The second goal was found. This is a team historically that that second goal generally results in three points. Three points are needed quite often the rest of the way as the MLS playoff picture is starting to not necessarily come into focus, but starting to get down to the wire a little bit here. And I wanted to start March to Match Day with just a little bit of a refresh on the playoff format for 2023 and where things currently stand. Now remember, in the past, we've had different playoff formats. This is the first time that nine teams in each conference will make the playoffs. The wild card match will be between Team 8 and Team 9 in each conference, and it's a one-game wild card match. The winner goes on, the loser goes home. After that, it is a best-of-three series between the top seven teams in the conference plus the wild card winner. Then the conference semifinals, final, and MLS Cup will be single elimination hosted by the higher seed. So, where does Atlanta United currently stand? They are in seventh, which means that they would play a best-of-three against the New England Revolution if the table held as it currently is. Now, it won't. We know that. And Atlanta United has played 25 matches. They have nine to go. Some teams have played less. So the table is going to be very jumpy the rest of the way. For example, Nashville SC is on the same number of points, 38, as Atlanta United. They've played one fewer match. They didn't play last weekend in MLS because they made it to the League's Cup final. That game has been rescheduled, which creates a little bit of schedule compression. We'll see how Nashville handles that. They are ahead of Atlanta based on wins in the regular season. They have 11. Atlanta has 10. That is the first tiebreaker. Then it gets down to goal differential. Nashville has that by four. So if the season ended today, Nashville would play a best of three against Philadelphia. 
Okay, we're starting to get a little bit a little bit of this into shape right now. The wild card teams, as it currently stands, are Montreal and Chicago, both on 32 points. DC, two points back. They've played one more game than Montreal and Chicago. The Red Bulls, three points back on 29. They've played the same number of matches. Charlotte, six points out. NYC, six points out. Toronto is a total mess right now. Uh, it sounds like Lorenzo Insigne walked off the training pitch this week. They're on 19 points. I don't expect them to make a run. But then there's that little pesky team, Inter-Miami, down at the bottom of the table. They've only played 22 games in MLS, so there's a lot of games. They have a lot of points to make up. They are currently 14 points out of a wild card spot. They are on 18 points. They are at the New York Red Bulls tonight. And at some point, Lionel Messi probably is going to need a break and maybe more importantly Sergio Busquets is going to need a break and Jordi Alba might need a break they've played a lot of games since joining the club going back to the beginning of League's Cup they've played eight games and quite a few of them have been knockout games here as of late they played 120 minutes in Cincinnati on Wednesday so it's going to be a wild ride down to decision day but that's where things currently stand. Atlanta United is comfortably in a playoff spot. They have an eight-point cushion over D.C., who's the first team on the outside. They're also five points out of second behind the New England Revolution. They are two points out of third behind Philadelphia, who has one more win than Orlando, who is also on the same number of points on 40. So lots to play for, and tonight is a big one for the Five Stripes hosting Nashville. As I mentioned, Nashville comes in after losing in the League's Cup final. It went to penalties, went to the 11th round of penalties. Elliot Panico's penalty attempt was saved by Drake Callender, who had converted on the attempt before that. So, how will Nashville honestly feel coming into this match? Let's hear from Gary Smith, the Nashville SC manager, when he was asked about what League's Cup really did for his team, yeah, very, very important, Ben. Um, you, you're right in the fact that we'd found ourselves in what can only be classed as a slump, and results were certainly not going our way. So somehow, some way, we we needed to, you know, turn the corner on that. And I think the guys did a wonderful job, and it wasn't an immediate, um, you know, turnaround. The, the the Colorado game and the Toluca games certainly in terms of performances were not perfect but slowly but surely um, into the knockout rounds I thought we saw a far more consistent um, and, and maybe Nashville looking group that, that we've all been accustomed to the results certainly gave the guys some confidence um, Sam's addition, as you've mentioned, has been a, a hugely positive one for the group. Obviously, on the field, you can see what's going on. Off the field, I think his inclusion in the group and personality has, has certainly helped around the around the club. Um, and we we hope we can take that into the to the league form. Um, Atlanta as an opening fixture is never an easy one. You know, a very very tough place to go, but. We're certainly in much, much better form than we were when we finished that, that league schedule. And, 
yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it a lot more than we might have been. Next up on March to Match Day, let's hear from Gonzalo Pineda with his thoughts on the challenge that the Five Stripes will face tonight in hosting Nashville. Um, I would say that uh, they are a solid team. They are a very, very solid team. Um, they have a lot of experience line by line. They have uh, solid players, experienced players, guys that know how to play in their system. Uh, of course, we all notice the quality they have up front with Mokhtar. Uh, Sorich, the new guy, is pretty good. I mean, the outside players, Fafa is suspended, but uh, this kid, Schaffelberg, uh, he, he hurt us last time, so he, we remember that. Uh, Moel is pretty disciplined, very good, hard worker, both box-to-box guy. He can change their shape a little bit at times in back five, at times it's four for two. Uh, their double pivot is pretty solid, you know, so Dax McCarthy, um, you know, uh, Godoy can be Sean Davies like whatever pair they put there is a solid pair of center mids the center back Zimmerman of course his leadership his voice his strength as a center back set pieces so they are a very solid team uh, and, and that's what we look at then the form yes at times changes from one tournament to the other but uh, they are a team that is never easy to play against so it's a really interesting matchup between these two who have different philosophies in how they want to create opportunities. Atlanta wants to build up the play out of the back. Nashville wants to win the ball and quickly transition into the attack and find their star man, number 10, Hani Mukhtar, the defending MLS MVP. I would say the current leader in the MVP race, although Atlanta's number 10, Tiago Almada, is going to have something to say about it. I think the matchup of of tens is a big storyline in this match. They do things differently, but they are both incredibly effective at not just finding goals for themselves, but creating goals for others. I think the story between the two forwards is going to be very interesting. Yorgos Yakimakis with two goals. He is one off the golden boot lead right now. He's in second in that. Uh, Two goals last weekend in Seattle. And Sam Surridge, who has not played in MLS yet, but had a really strong Leagues Cup campaign with multiple goals and assists, and might be that player that helps unlock Nashville and makes them not quite as reliant on Hani Mukhtar and maybe a little more dangerous on the attacking end of the field. Both teams defensively are led by U.S. men's national team center backs in Miles Robinson, and Walker Zimmerman. Now, Zimmerman is listed as questionable with a lower leg injury for Nashville, and we'll just have to wait to see. Lower body injury, uh, to clarify. We'll have to wait and see if he is available. That would have had to have happened in training this week, unless it was something he played through in the League's Cup final. He started that match and finished it on last Saturday, so... Not sure, haven't really seen any descriptions of what could have happened, but keep an eye on the lineups as they come out about 6.30-ish or so tonight to see if Walker Zimmerman is in it. The other big question for me with Nashville is who starts in goal. Elliot Panico ended up getting the starting job during the League's Cup. Uh, Joe Willis has started every match in MLS play so far. Panico Started quite a few games in League's Cup, but also has started in Open Cup, has played a handful of games in MLS Next Pro with Huntsville City. Has he taken the job, or does Joe Willis get it back coming into this match tonight? We will find out. 
On the Atlanta United side, Saba Lobjanidze joined the team in training this week. I think he's going to be able to get, once he joined, and we don't know exactly how full of a participant he has been since he showed up, uh, which was Tuesday night, so his first day on the training pitch would have been Wednesday. Uh, a few sessions under his belt. He went through most of a preseason in Turkey before the, the transfer to Atlanta United happened. He was working on his own with a fitness coach and with a fitness plan given by the club. So I think fitness will be okay. Not quite 90 minutes fit, I wouldn't expect. I don't think Tristan Muyumba and Sean De Silva are quite 90 minutes fit either, although Muyumba is probably the closest one to that. But can Saba Lobjanidze play a role in this match tonight? Uh, I think he can. I think just kind of reading the tea leaves a little bit from Gonzalo Pineda's comments, I think he wants him to. You know, of course, there's the opportunity that the match is decided fairly early and hopefully in Atlanta's favor. And you don't need to play him, or maybe that opens the door, honestly, to give him some stress-free minutes. You do have to start thinking about Cincinnati on Wednesday, and you have to think about that match compression and dealing with that. And then it's a trip to Dallas next weekend. So lots of things that factor into this tonight from a lineup perspective and from a substitution perspective. But more than anything, getting three points tonight is the number one thing that Gonzalo Pineda and his coaching staff will be focused on. How do they do that? I think when you, you look at Nashville, one thing you have to do is dominate possession. Because if you dominate possession, you limit the opportunities for Nashville to break. And when the ball turns over, you have to know where Hani Mukhtar is. And, and that's going to be down to, I would assume, one of Tristan Muyamba or Mateus Hosechu to make sure that he's accounted for it. It might be a team effort. Uh, there could be others that factor into that. But what Mukhtar does so well is in those moments where Nashville is defending and kind of absorbing pressure from the opponent, Mukhtar is able to find open space and, and honestly kind of hide a little bit get away from the play, try to get to a, a position on the field where an opposing player says, oh, I don't have to worry about him if the ball turns over. Well, Nashville's really good at then finding him in those moments. I guess Nashville plays hide-and-seek really, really well. So you've got to account for Mukhtar. And you've got to finish plays more than anything because Atlanta's going to be focused on what they do with the ball. They're going to want to create opportunities I think they did a good job of that in the early stages against Seattle, maybe the first 30 minutes of moving Seattle around, creating openings, exploiting those openings. They're going to have to do that tonight. But they're going to have to finish plays. Plays are going to have to – sequences are going to have to finish with shots, preferably shots on target. Uh, but getting shots, not turning the ball over in the middle third, can't do that at all not really turning the ball over on the edge of the attacking third. And when it turns over, the deeper that it turns over, the more intense the pressure has to be to win it back. That counter pressure has to be a big factor tonight. And I think Atlanta has done a good job of that as it's built really where they are now. And you got to remember, this team has went through a couple iterations due to some injuries, due to you know, some personnel changes. So I think they're at a stage now where you've got a little consistency. You're understanding what Tristan Muyumba brings to the team. You've got some glimpses of what Shande Silva brings to the team. And they've changed things about how the team looks, I think how the team plays, I think what they look for, and what they can do. And the counter pressure, I thought, in Seattle was very good. 
it doesn't always have to result in a turnover, especially against Nashville. I think the counter pressure has to delay Nashville's counterattack. Now, going back to the possession side of things, I think one big talking point coming out of Seattle was the play of Brooks Lennon and the positions that Brooks Lennon took up. It's why I always drive home the point about formations are overrated. They don't define the way a team plays or looks in the run of play. How you start doesn't define where Brooks Lennon plays. He's a right fullback, a right back. He showed up in moments between the two center backs, like a six would do in build-up. He showed up in moments where uh, in a double pivot, where an eight or a six would, would play. He showed up in moments where an eight or a ten would play showed up in moments where a right winger would play. He's not playing all of those positions. He is moving as the game demands him to do. And that's the key for Atlanta United tonight against Nashville because they're going to be comfortable with getting numbers behind the ball and absorbing that pressure. Atlanta's got to not just have Brooks Lennon pop up in different places, maybe unexpected places, but others have to rotate into places as well. It's down to the rotations, and that's going to happen because of the work on the ball. It's going to happen because of the movement off the ball. It's a very important factor tonight. I want to play you a clip from Brad Gazan uh, from Tuesday's media availability where I ask him about Lennon coming inside a little bit more, what that created for him. Because so many of the possessions against Seattle, and I would expect the same tonight, I think it's something that Atlanta needs to do more of, use Brad Kazan in possession. He, he is good on the ball. That's something that I feel like his game has really developed during his time in Atlanta where he's been asked to do more of that. He's comfortable on the ball. He's often going to be the free man in the build-up phase. I asked Brad what Lennon coming inside allowed him and the team to do more of. Here's Brad Kazan from Tuesday. You talk about numerical advantage, you talk about overloads, and how do you create those numerical advantages. And I think in those moments, especially when we're building on our left side, him to come in on the on, on the, the right side, it doesn't allow for them to have time to, one, slide across the field, and then, two, get out to the ball, right? If he's out by the, the touchline, it doesn't allow for them um, – when he's playing in the pocket, when he's playing in, in more central, it doesn't allow for them to, to get over. They, they have to retreat. They have to go backwards because he's already on the back shoulder of maybe their, their six or their eight, and he's, he's receiving the ball running at either their left center back or their, or their left back. And, and at that moment, because of the width of our, our winger, it makes it a difficult decision for their back line what to do and how to deal with it. And, and I thought we exposed that really well. Going to be a fun one tonight. Atlanta United hosting Nashville SC at the Benz. 7 o'clock for the Five Stripes Countdown. Kickoff will be at 7.39 tonight. You can listen on 92.9 The Game. You can listen on the Odyssey app. You can listen on the Atlanta United app. You can also listen on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass, choosing the home team radio option. That will kick in typically in the segment coming back from the break right before kickoff. So sometime around 7.30, 6, 7.30, sometime in there. Occasionally it does get delayed a little bit, so if you have to check it a couple of times or even possibly go out of the game and come back in, 
it will show up and you'll be able to listen to us tonight synced up with the broadcast. You can always sync us up the old school way with the Odyssey app as well. <sighs> it's a good one tonight. It's a tough opponent. It's one that I feel pretty positive about after what we saw from Atlanta in Seattle, but it's a game that's very important. These five remaining home games starting with tonight are very, very important for picking up points in that crowded Eastern Conference. Atlanta's got a cushion on getting into the playoffs. They've got a cushion on avoiding the wild card game, but they want to climb that table a little bit to improve the seating. Can they do it tonight? We'll find out, and you'll have the full-time report after the match where we'll break all of it down. And you can always get involved in that show as well by tweeting at us, at Longshoe and at MikeConti929 and at 929thegame. Thanks for hanging out with me on another March to Match Day. If you get a chance, go catch the B-Sides edition that I posted earlier in the week uh, with Steve Cavino and with Braden Dunham from the Atlanta United U-17. So it's fun to catch up with those guys, and we'll be trying to shine a light on the MLS next side of Atlanta United a little bit more as we go the rest of the way. So stay tuned. Thanks for checking that out. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening to all of the soccer coverage on 92.9 The Game. And we'll be back from the booth tonight at 7 o'clock with Five Stripes Countdown. Adios, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.